Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Happy Hump Day, everyone. I hope you and yours are having a week full of blessings thus far and that any Christmas travel plans you have are going smoothly as possible. We know how it is this time of year. Before we get to the news, a quick programming update. Just a reminder, our Wives show will launch this Friday. So stay tuned for that, everyone. Easily one of our more popular shows. So again, stay tuned. By the way, it's Christmas, so join our club during the December. During December, the first 75 people to upgrade or join our Gold or Platinum Club memberships will get our 32-ounce Kodiak Christmas water bottle and a free subscription to our Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast army, not only you'll be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portals, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. We don't have the big money of woke media, and so our club members are crucial in this fight. Join the movement, join our army, and you can sign up right now at FightLaughFeast.com. So, what's happening in the world of news? How about Kamala Harris? Harris blames Republicans for border crisis, unwillingness to engage in any meaningful reform. Vice President Kamala Harris blamed Republicans for the border crisis during an interview with NPR on Monday and said they were unwilling to engage on the issue. Quote, and sadly, what we have seen in particular, I am sad to say, from Republicans in Congress is an unwillingness to engage in any meaningful reform that could actually fix a lot of what we are witnessing, Harris told NPR. Harris, who was tapped by President Biden to address the root causes of the border crisis and effectively became the border czar in 2021, told NPR that the White House plans to increase technology and provide more agents to help at the southern border. Harris told NBC's Meet the Press in September that the border is secure. Quote, the border is secure, but we are also have broken immigration systems in particular over the past four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed, she told NBC's Chuck Todd. The Supreme Court temporarily brought, blocked an order that would lift Title 42's restrictions that allowed officials to deter migrants throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. The order was set to expire on Wednesday. 19 states asked the court to keep Title 42 in place as immigration is expected to surge when the measure expires. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre said she was unable to lay out what Harris's work on the border crisis looks like during a press briefing on Monday. Shocking. Speaking of the border, 20,000 migrants were waiting near El Paso for Title 42's expiration. This week, 20,000 migrants were reportedly waiting for Title 42 to end so they could cross the border into the United States, El Paso Mayor Oscar Leeser said this week. Title 42 was scheduled to expire on Wednesday, December 21st. That's today. The order had been in place since 2020 that allowed Border Patrol to expel migrants at the southern border due to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the New York Post, Leeser said on Monday that the shelters on the other side of the border were completely full as migrants awaited for Title 42's removal. Reportedly, Border Patrol has used Title 42 to turn away thousands of migrants trying to enter through the U.S.-Mexico border since its implementation under President Trump in 2020. Let's move from the southern border to Stanford. Stanford proposes adding American to harmful language list. In May, Stanford University developed a the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative to replace certain words and phrases on its website with approved alternatives. The list 
of soon-to-be banned terms includes the label American, which Stanford argues is too U.S.-centric and ignorant of the other 41 countries that also exist in the region. The university suggests U.S. citizen as an alternative. Stanford grouped their list of words and phrases into eight categories, ableist, ageism, culturally appropriative, gender-based, imprecise language, institutionalized racism, person-first, and violent. The list, which was recently password-protected following backlash, was widely shared and criticized on social media. Author and ardent feminist Christina Hoff Sommers blasted the university over the terms included in the gender-based category. Don't use preferred pronouns, she tweeted, citing the list, because that suggests non-binary gender identity is a choice, end quote. Also included in that portion of the list is the phrase balls to the wall, which Stanford argues attributes personality traits to anatomy. As one user pointed out, however, the balls, in this case, were not testicles, making the university's suggestion laughable. This is Stanford University, by the way. The phrase is widely acknowledged to have originated among fighter pilots, who, when making their planes go faster, would have to push the throttle levers which were topped with balls to the wall of the dashboard. Terms under other categories include handicap parking, addict, and Karen, which Stanford suggests should be replaced with accessible parking, person with a substance abuse disorder, and demanding or entitled white woman. Yes, you read that right. It's the iron law of academic writing, the Wall Street Journal quipped. Why use one word when four will do? According to Stanford, the list was compiled over an 18-month period in collaboration with stakeholder groups and is encouraged to be utilized by all students and staff. Stanford University, everyone. How about this? Judge approves $10 million settlement for healthcare workers fired over COVID-19 vaccine mandate. How about some good news to end with? A U.S. judge approved a multi-million dollar settlement on December 19th for workers who were fired by an Illinois health care system for refusing to get a COVID-19 vaccine. About 500 workers who were terminated or, after seeing their exemption request denied, got a COVID-19 vaccine, will receive compensation as part of the $10.3 million settlement, a preliminary version of which was first announced in July. U.S. District Judge John Nees, a Trump appointee overseeing the lawsuit brought by the workers, issued verbal approval for the settlement during a hearing. Lawmakers for Liberty Council and North Shore University Health System said Nees plans to release a written judgment in the next week. In a brief statement emailed to the Epic Times after Nees' approval, the North Shore wrote, Quote, we are pleased with the court's approval of a supportive resolution in this matter and continue to prioritize the health and safety of our patients and team members, end quote. Harry Mahet, vice president of legal affairs for Liberty Council, said in a statement that the group was pleased to finally get the court's final approval of this class-wide settlement for these health care workers who were unlawfully discriminated against and denied religious exemptions from the COVID shot mandate. This case should set a precedent for other employers who have violated the law by denying religious exemptions for their employees, he said. Liberty Council, a legal group that brings cases of alleged, relig- alleged religious discrimination, was representing the 13 named plaintiffs in the case. The group successfully won class certification for all workers who were denied religious exemptions, a group that was initially believed to be 499 former and current workers but swelled after the preliminary settlement agreement to at least 519. As of December 12th, 493 class members had submitted claims for a price of the settlement. Each worker was fired 
stands each worker who was fired stands to receive $24,225. Each worker who remained at the company stands to receive $3,725. The named plaintiffs are in line to receive an extra $20,000. Those payments, described as service awards, will provide compensation for the plaintiffs helping advise on court filings, gathering documents, and serving as lead plaintiffs in a sensitive case involving personal health choices and religious beliefs over a matter of intense public debate even when it was uncertain whether they would have to disclose their identities to the public, according to a recent filing. Three workers objected to the settlement, but both parties urged the judge to disregard the objections, which were largely based on pay. The trio felt they were owed after being fired. Marenza Novak, one of the objectors, said her actual losses from being fired and losing pay approached $140,000. Like many healthcare systems, North Shore imposed a vaccine mandate on employees in 2021. North Shore told workers that they could file a request for a religious exemption using a form that said that the worker in question needed to provide a description of my sincerely held religious principle or practice that guides my objection to receiving the required vaccination. North Shore explicitly instructed applicants to not fill out lengthy answers. North Shore initially approved some of the exemption requests, but then reversed the decisions and denied all or virtually all of them, according to the filings from the plaintiffs. Officials said the employees failed to meet the standard for religious exemptions. Employees who wanted a second look were told to file an appeal that included their vaccination history since they were 18. North Shore then said that any religious objections based on aborted fetal cell lines, stem cells, tissue, or derivative materials would result in denials because those products were not in North Shore administered vaccines. All the COVID-19 vaccines available in the United States have links to aborted fetal cell lines. The plaintiffs said the treatment violated the Civil Rights Act, which requires employers to treat workers similarly and the Illinois Health Care Right of Conscience Act, which forbids discrimination on the basis of right of conscience. North Shore repeatedly denied that it violated the law. The system also stated that it was an undue hardship to let unvaccinated staff work at North Shore and that it initially denied many exemption requests and that on appeal it reconsidered some decisions and chose not to challenge that the requests were made based on sincerely held religious beliefs. Before we part, Is your smartphone a tool in the service of Christ or a minefield of distractions and temptations? With soul-killing seductions just a few taps away, our families and churches must embrace biblical accountability on our digital devices. Accountable to You makes transparency easy on all our families' devices by sharing app usage and detailed browsing history, including incognito mode with your spouse, parent, or chosen accountability partner. Accountable to You helps your family to proactively guard against temptation so you can live with integrity for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free at Accountable, the number 2U.com slash FLL. Accountable, FLF rather. That's Accountable, the number 2U.com slash FLF. There we go. Folks, that's going to do it for this cross-politic daily news brief. If you like the show, hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or for a magazine subscription, head on over right now to FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about future conferences, or if you want to become a corporate partner at CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. Look forward to hearing from you. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.